0: All right, welcome back to Dime Boxing with Delco. Welcome to episode 15. Um, here with Dimes, and we have a very special guest this week, uh, Frank, uh, from Frank the Tank. Uh, Frank's Cards, uh, Frank's Card Shop, I mean, on uh, on Instagram. Uh, say what's up, Frank.
1: Yeah, known by many names, but the most common one in the car world is Frank's Card Shop. Uh, happy to be a part of it and excited to uh, record this podcast.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So.
1: Um we'll 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 jump
0: into the normal flow, but definitely wanna just, you know, jump off and plug, you know, me and Frank, why we're, you know, we how we know each other. Uh Frank and I run the Brotherly Love Card Show together. Um, and that is gonna be happening this Sunday, April 16th from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. Um in Voorhees, New Jersey at Congregation Bethel. Come out to the Brotherly Love Card Show. Um, Frank, I just wanted to like, yeah, give the floor to you. Like, how's it been for you? Um, I mean, I guess I know the answer to this, but I'm just kind of asking the question for the audience. How's it been for you running a show? Um, you know, kind of talk about the process and uh, you know, you're a super organized guy. Definitely couldn't have done any of this without you. So uh yeah, like talk us through what it would take to like run a show like this and scale from 50 to 100 tables like we're gonna do this weekend.
1: Yeah, I would say it's it's definitely been a crazy ride, um, probably outdone my expectations way more than I could ever expect. I mean, when we had our first show back in January, I mean, Alex and I couldn't believe how many people showed up to that. We probably had about 100 people worth of vendors across 50 tables and then, you know, 400 attendees. And we saw the growth and we saw that our room was too small already in the first show. And we said, we need a bigger space. So went out and looked for a bigger space, found it. And I was, I was worried. I was like, Alex, are we going to be able to sell a hundred tables this time? You know, going from 50 to a hundred, there's some competing shows this weekend that we picked. And he's like, we got it. We got to go for it. I was like, all right, if you think we can do it, we can do it. And, um, with about a month before the show, we ended up selling out a hundred. Uh, we squeezed a few more people into, I think we're up to 109 now.
0: Um, We could have done one fifty. I think if we, it it, honestly, like, uh, we, we could have gone bigger, I think, guys. We, we've we never really – most shows, if you really think about it, don't fill up until right before, like even the day before. So we've never even given anybody like a, a stragglers the chance. Um, yeah,
1: both both for the, the January show and this show, after the tables sell out, it's like that's when everyone starts contacting us trying to get a table. I probably had to turn away at least 10 to 15 people, literally because we didn't order enough tables. So we definitely have room to expand from there. And, you know, hopefully next show is 150 tables and we keep growing. Uh, but yeah, I mean, from start to finish takes a lot of planning um, takes a lot of phone calls that go unanswered to venues and, and different vendors. Um, but, you know, if if you really set your mind to it, it's definitely something that anyone could do. I had this idea in I, I guess either tw- late 2021 or early 2022 and then it wasn't until, you know, the beginning of 2023 that our first show got off the ground. So took a lot of planning, took a lot of outreach, but it's definitely something that's attainable if if you want to do this in your area. Yeah, for sure. Uh, definitely want to bring Dimes into this since we haven't talked to him yet. But he's actually,
0: I want to ask him because he was a vendor and is still a vendor at the Brotherly Love Show. So he's also, he's our actually Frank and I's customer in this regard. Uh, Dimes, what was it like being a vendor at the first Brotherly Love Show?
2: look I was pleasantly surprised to be completely honest with you I remember going into it I remember like walking in setting up and just being like and you know just being like this might not be so great because I I wasn't so sure for a first show but it was nice I mean there was food out in the lobby I remember donuts all types of stuff breakfast and I remember the show was I mean it was great I don't know if it was just because it was one of my first times having like my own table all to myself at a show so I just like Brought everything, but it was great. I mean, stuff was selling. Like, I remember two specific slabs selling where, like, a guy just bought a slab at like full showcase price and, you know, nothing huge, but they were like $200 cards. So it was good. I mean, I remember people were buying, people were spending money. You know, I remember being busy the whole day. It was packed. Um, And I know this next one I'm excited for, I guess you could say it's a home game in a way uh, for me. Interesting uh, venue choice. Uh, for, <laughs> uh i'm looking forward to it. it'll be interesting because i think i'll tell you one thing i think money was flowing it was great foot traffic at your first show i think it was also at a very good i can't say great time in the market i mean i don't think it's that no it was a tur- i was just
0: about to say that it was a turning point in the market yeah. remember like I, yeah. I thought i remember going to i went to a show a week before i can't remember what the show was maybe And then I I went to Culture Collision right after, and I just remember the previous couple months had been slow, and this was like the turning point where people really the money started flowing and people were starting to buy cards again. So, I mean, we'll know next week. I think it's a good, it's a really good test to the market, right? Like we haven't, it's been a little bit for like a a decent size show in the Philly South Jersey area. So hopefully, and I think cards are hotter than they were before i mean uh you know my local lcs sold out of stadium club crone like the whole their two cases gone oh. you know like i you know i think that's a sign that like there's certain i mean collecting is still there and the market's strong right now like when you really look at it regardless of you know the value of of a single card um the market is still like super big and strong
2: i think that was really a turning point i remember it was literally like driving home from that show I was like shit like cards are back like this is this is back it's on again where like stuff actually sells at shows without someone standing in front of your table and asking if you would take you know seven dollars on a eighteen dollar stickered card you know like I feel like it, it was nice it felt like people were spending money and I don't know exactly why that was I think the market was turning up but I think it was nice I remember really having a good day and being like cards are back like you know, because it wasn't the same. It, it hadn't been the same for a while. And it yeah. felt like it was fine. I think it was like a maybe a full year, year and a half where like it was tough to move stuff, even at shows, whatever. And it's like the past, I would say since December 2022, I think things are kind of going in the right direction. But I, I'm I'm really excited for this next one. I mean, like you said, I hope you guys make it even bigger the next time. I think that's great. If your first one for a first show, I mean, you guys had to be happy with it. I mean, what's your, what's your ultimate goal? Let's say you get the 150 tables. Where do you want to go from there?
0: I don't think pre Frank and I, I mean, I'll, I'll just say, I don't think we really have like our goal hasn't been, we didn't set out to like have the biggest card show in the world. Like that wasn't like the thesis of why we did this. Like our goal was to provide a card show to the area because we just know that we were traveling a lot to to local shows and that there's there only been like a few, um, you know, obviously Fishtown and a few other like local shows, but they don't happen often enough to really support the area. And in the North Jersey and New York, there's like way more frequent shows and hotels and all these different venues. So we could see the model. Um, we just wanted to bring it to our exact area. I think we've done that. So. I think it's just about continuing that service really like I don't know that I have like oh man like we won't have made it until we get to this number of tables. Um, I think I think some shows if you expand too much like that's how you like, you know, it doesn't go so well so I'm happy with what we have, and you know just want to do it the right way. But Frank, you can go too. I mean, you, you have your yeah, own. Yourself.
1: I mean, if, if we get to a point where, you know, we can sell out a 150 table show, you know, four to five times a year, I mean, that would be more than I could have ever imagined. And, you know, some of the obvious progressions might seem like, you know, maybe it becomes a two day show where it's a Saturday and a Sunday, maybe, you know, we start bringing in autograph signers, some low level guys to start out and then build up from there. I mean, I think there's that's the only two ways shows can grow. Hey, Frank,
0: talk about the. I think this is interesting for everybody. Talk about like our we haven't done a ton of research, but our brief experience with like what it costs to bring autograph signers in, like oh. it it just it just doesn't seem economical. Like we just couldn't find a way to do it and make any money and not just lose money on the deal or end up with, well you know just tons of autographs so yeah frankly (laughs) talk
1: about talk about that what do you yeah so our first show i I got an email from a guy who um represented a bunch of athletes at a sports agency and uh, he clearly didn't do his research because he sent me a list of new york athletes i was like um well we're a philly area show because our name is brotherly love and he goes oh okay here's my philly area guys and he had you know some notable names um you know Maybe the third string defensive tackle from the Eagles Super Bowl team. Um, so I just threw it out there. I was like, all right, what, what are they charging? And they came back to us and they said, you know, $10,000 is their get out of bed price for, you know, the third D tackle on a Super Bowl team that happened five years ago. Stay not, in bed. Not Stay including, in bed. you know, um, you need to pay for their travel, you need to pay for their food, and they get to bring a person with them. So you're paying for two plane tickets hotel room for two meals for two plus the ten thousand dollar fee just to get them in your building and that fee is for an hour or an hour and a half max
2: whoa whoa, what ten thousand an hour
1: now there's got to be more motivated people in the world but that like
2: like
0: that was wild i just thought like how do people do like how does the philly show you know bring so many key people in I mean, I know they're making a killing just because of the size venue and just the economics of everything. But like, yeah, it just makes me wonder, like, how do they how do they do it? I wonder. And I maybe when when you go to Philly
1: and you go to Chantilly, I mean, you see those huge back rooms that are aproned off with the black cloths. And in those back rooms, let's say you have, you know, Jalen Hurts come in. He's going to sign for, you know, the thousand Eagles fans to pay for a ticket. But he's also going to sign 500 jerseys. He's going to sign 500 helmets. He's going to sign, you know, 2,000 photos. And when you buy those, you know, Leaf mystery signed jersey products, that's where they're getting their product from. Is all these autograph signings where they're just signing for the company too? Because it's almost impossible to make that money back on ticket sales alone. True. Um, Maybe we would, we died, might, might do the
0: deal. Have... We might do the deal for Jalen Hurts though. Just invest in all that oh, yeah. and Get all the I
1: memorabilia. Mean, <laughs> I, I'd <laughs> have to guess he's at least. Knowing what that defensive tackle was going for, I feel like Jalen Hurts is at least 100K to get out to a signing. I mean, that's a guess. Yeah. But, um, it, it's definitely crazy. I don't know how they do it, but you know, if we get there one day, I'm all for it. That's that is
2: holy 10,000 bucks to get out of bed. I'd say, I'd say, oh, stay in bed.
1: Then, please, <laughs> that's what stay we basically said. That, that like- was basically my exact email to him, yeah. and yeah. I haven't heard from him since. So. Wouldn't that be nice? I mean, imagine a life like
2: that where you could tell, I mean, I hate having to get up so early, go to work, work a long day. Like these guys, an hour and a half, they get 10 grand. That's unbelievable. And that's just to get out of bed, you know, and then, oh, they bring someone with that. That's really, yeah.
0: they really might have really charged tough. per autograph or something, too. Like, who knows? You know, like, I, you know, we don't even know what else it would have been, but that was a wild experience. I don't know. Just kind of like weird things like that running into, um, yeah. Looking into stuff with like running a show. It's, I, you know, it was really hard to lock down like a, a space that even made sense to, that wasn't charging us a crazy amount. So there's a lot that goes into it. And like, um, yeah, hopefully we can, you know, continue to do it, um, and do it well for the area, but I'm excited for this weekend, I guess go moving on to regular car topics. Um, yeah, a prism basketball dropped today. Um, I woke up this morning, I looked for uh, you know, a break, uh, because I was you know, fiending for packs <laughs> and I, I got in one three box mixer, 30 team random, hit the magic.
1: Oh, a uh, hundred
0: dollars! I know, so I got the watch. It was just like honestly worth the price of the viewing of three yeah. full hobby I boxes, yeah, hundred dollars and yeah. magic. So I got a silver Apollo, po- uh, a base polo, and a uh, silver insert polo. So that was the the outcome for a hundred bucks. Easy
2: That's win. Uh,
0: good, good, good hobby juju on prison basketball release day.
2: That's fine. I mean, think about it that you paid a hundred dollars. Like you said, it's entertainment. You paid a hundred dollars to watch three boxes be broken. How long did that whole process take?
0: It was forever. Cause it was like, I thought it was going to be quick, but by the time it filled up and ripped three full hobbies, like it might've been like a full, like hour of like adrenaline or yeah. like, more. like I was like watching it, like, Holy shit. Like I'm going to pull, but bl- I don't know why just three hobby boxes where you only get the magic and you didn't pay because if you look at the, like, if you do the math, it was like 800 a box at the break price. And it cost it's like 650 or something 700 is like the going rate of the box so like that's not that bad you know like there's definitely more worse there's worse crimes happening and whatnot so i thought for a release day to get the magic at 100 a spot for three that was with tax too i think it was like 92 but yeah like
2: yeah think about it and also you know Know what you can do with the base. Not that the silver's worth too much because I saw the max declare value on its 299. So I just checked that new PSA special. You could send the polo base and silver insert in for only 16 a card. Can't really? send the silver. So, yes, yeah, that's a new special. They just emailed out and I checked. I actually went into PSA item entry to submit a new sub, and at the very bottom, it has 2022 and 2023 sports card special. And it tells you $16 each at a $299 max declare value. So, big difference from the $499 max declare value that they have on the normal $19 value bulk. So, that's
0: interesting. Does that make Prism basketball
2: like a play? Like, just yes. a whole lot,
0: just the $600 hobby mm, box?
2: Like, I don't know, but I'll tell you one thing. I mean, I. I'm not a huge breaks guy. I actually want to look. There's one breaker I do want to join. I actually used to work for a group breaker. I don't know if you know that. I didn't know that. There's a dude, great dude. And, you know, now it's been a little while since then, but I I was like actually looking to see what his breaks are for Prism. Cause like I want, you know, I know his whole process really well. I used to work for him. Awesome dude. Such an honest dude. Like knows cards, knows sports. Like I remember like, when I would like watch his stuff, I'd be like, if I were to join breaks, it would be this And his name is he's on uh, YouTube, seven, one, eight breaks. And he sells his teams on eBay. So if you just search on eBay, seven, one, eight breaks, you'll see it. Uh, But he it's uh, like, I I really like, you know, I worked there for a little while, he kind of, I guess, helped me in cards, you know, taught me a lot of stuff. Um, definitely was patient with me while I was like, learning how to get his whole process down, took a lot of time to train me, just really good dude. So, and I, th- I think he does a nice job. And the thing is like, he's not breaking flawless. He's not, he, I don't even know if he's going to end up breaking any hobby prism, but like, it's like retail stuff, but it's affordable. Like you can get decent teams for a couple bucks and a blaster break. Like to me, I would much rather do that then waste my money you know what i mean like think about the entertainment value in that too like you said you paid 100 bucks for an hour of entertainment there's some people who pay to go see the sixers play the magic go to the game maybe pay 200 bucks for a decent ticket get two hours of entertainment they're paying the same you know and you ended up getting something like how much is that silver Palo worth if it 10s? Like, what is a PSA 10 it, of that?
0: It, it was for? it was OC. So I don't want okay. to, you know, we don't want we can't even go down the PSA 10. <laughs> uh there was a guy in the chat that was like, OC, it's so OC. Oh like, God. I was you like, man, lost, we past. get it. Like we get <laughs> it, man. Like I understand it's OC. So yeah, like it's it's definitely a nine on the on the silver, which sucks. But I saw they were going for like one went for like 150, which seems really low. I felt like I thought release day they would jump up. I, I I suspect as they like they start actually auctioning that they'll like land at least like over 200 for a while before they drop. Um, I don't know, but like if you look at Ant Man or any of the modern silvers, they've really depreciated like the nines and the raw copies, they're just not like quite as high as they used to be. So um but yeah it's I mean I only paid 100 bucks so I'm 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 super happy with it I'll it'll be it's a fun it's a fun thing to do and and something to get get done I definitely I think that 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 grading special if it's not if it's not uh opening boxes or breaks it's definitely a play on just buying clean singles and submitting them in bulk like so you know that's what Don's still going to be doing. I know that. I you, I'm going to be, I'm gonna be I'm busy.
2: I'm going to be <laughs> busy the next few. Not much sleep on this side. That's for sure. Okay. You go, What not, are you
0: going to go after? Like the silver LeBrons and all that kind of job. You love all know.
2: that. I don't even know yet. I, I'll be honest. I would have to, maybe I'll, you know what the good way to do research is? I'll tell you. And sometimes I have to force myself to do it. Like, yeah, you can go online and read pack ads, pack odds, which saves your time. I like sometimes going into breaks, right? Seeing how people in the chat react to certain cards, you know, and seeing what people seem to kind of want and then going and seeing, because sometimes you'll find a big contrast, right? You'll see card seems really desired in a decently expensive break, sells for 20 bucks for all, you know? Mm -hmm. That might be a card to target or parallel, especially product like Prism where they're adding in new parallels. I saw there's a, now, a Pandora at a 455 or so. I saw that today, I was searching for stuff on eBay, I was like, this is unbelievable, this just doesn't stop, but I'm sure they have the whole rainbow times 10 in this, you know, new product, they just keep adding stuff, but I think a good way to kind of learn about that is, in a way, watching breaks, seeing how often stuff pops out, and like I said, yeah, you can read pack odds, but you kind of miss the, re- the whole reaction to that, you know, read the chat, see what the breaker's kind of saying, like, there there might be some cards that everyone thinks are sick and they're like decently rare and you know, they're really not that expensive. So I think being able to find cards like that is nice. And of course, you know, occasionally getting into the breaks is fun too. But yeah, I think, I think that's an interesting strategy that like, I'm going to have to, I'm going to try to force myself to do is like actually take the time to research like market pulse by just seeing how people react to the cards when they're pulled from the packs.
0: Yeah, that's a good one. I like that for sure. Um, Back to you, Frank, I wanted to ask you something. So like, I'm going to, I'm going to just completely switch gears on us, but take me back. I don't think we've ever really like heard a story from you about like what, where does your collecting journey come from? Where did you start collecting and like, how did you get into the hobby originally?
1: Yeah. So back in 2004, I don't know why, but my dad and I got into a a kick where every time we would go to a Target or a Walmart, we were buying football cards. And Mm -hmm. I had a a binder put together in all team sets of, of 2004. So good year because I had, you know, Roethlisberger rookies, Eli rookies, and Phillip Rivers rookies. But that was the only year we did it. And then for about, you know, six to seven years after that, never picked up a card, would maybe look through the binder every once in a while. But that was it. But then in 2011-2012 timeframe, I was playing travel baseball, and one of my good buddies, who's actually going to be a, his little brother's going to be a vendor at the show, um, Riz Cards. But his older brother Mario and I were playing on travel baseball together, and um, their family was going down to the national in Baltimore that year in 2012. So my dad and I heard about it and decided to go down as well, and that was our first really big experience. Um, met a ton of athletes, had a great time in 2012, and from 2012 on, it's just really been from there. I've done everything from run box breaks to open hobby boxes to, you know, buy singles, sell singles, to then becoming a vendor at shows and now running shows. So it's been about, you know, 11 years now that I've really been into it, but it first started back in in 04.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. Like, yeah, the, uh, the 04 is definitely a good, um, a good year to start. And like, I actually saw like a guy out in Vegas at the men Collective. his whole table was, uh, Oh, four quarterbacks. And he seemed like he did the same thing. Like he, I wonder if there was some sort of hobby rush in Oh four with those quarterbacks where a lot of people were like into the hobby at that time.
1: Yeah. I mean, you kind of have to be when that was like the first year in a while that there had been that many top quarterbacks yeah. all in the top five to 10 picks and we see it now every year, even when there's not quarterbacks. People are into it now, but I feel like that was probably the one of these those years where if you're going to buy football cards, now's the time.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, I guess. Well, what would so Delka? You asked me what I would target for new Prism singles. What would you target?
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, pa- I think Paulo is nice. Um, I think he's definitely like somebody I'm trying to go after. There's not a ton. Like I, I'm not a big like I didn't. I don't think the Thunder, the Thunder forward guy is a guy who you should go crazy on. Kind of have to remember that like the hobby doesn't love forwards and centers, Ooh. and he's you know he's also like going to be behind Chet. I don't know, just not. I just don't think that's a play. So. Um, I like Shaden Sharp. I like, you know, I'm going to look at the, a couple of these things, like if I can get some nice silvers to grade, like I would be all for that. It's going to be hard though. Um, and then, you know, the tried and true, like I, I made some good money on LeBron. I might just go back to that well, but try to like scale it because I mean, I think I, I, I hit like two or three LeBron a This is all copycat off dimes, but two or three dime, uh, LeBron
2: silvers.
0: silvers, And then like, they're just instant money. Like you get them for like $10, you grade them and then like you sell them for 150 and you only have like, like at that rate, you really only have to hit like one out of every 10 to make money, but you're hitting like two out of three. Like, so it's very easy. Um, I might, I might try to scale up my efforts and just go for LeBron silver, stuff from prism um and, get, and submit some stuff to get back for the national
2: uh yeah i mean i thought i thought you were about to say dan you're buying danny dime silvers you almost said you're buying your dime silvers there instead of lebron I, I didn't know i didn't know if i was in Prism or not but no I, I,
0: this is like your play like you know
2: oh I, oh i thought you're you,
0: you, just in general like i feel like you're the, the danny Dimebox special is going on ebay after a new release scouring and getting like 100 pwe uh orders in your mailbox and just like all the like six dollar cards like the the like bill russell uh red prism and like the blue prism larry bird like dimes grades, every one of those cards and then we'll sell this psa nines to you at exactly cost and and then just like roast you on the tents (laughs) That's your move. That's your card play.
2: It's, you know, that you are a guy who has me figured out. I hate to say it. One second, I'm thinking that you're saying I'm in the new prism set. The next second, you're reviewing my master plan. And it, it is pretty spot on. Now, I mean, that is definitely part. I mean, but think about it. Let me ask you this. Here's what I was thinking about with Embiid. You know, you were right in a way. I think I You know, you were very high on him, said he would finish the season strong. I was a little bit doubtful. Turns out you might be kind of right there. Uh, But in B Prism Silvers, let's say, how much do you think they cost Raw when they first come out? Five bucks? If that. Wait,
0: wait, wait. And from the new Prism set, how much? Yes, 20,
2: 20, a dollar.
0: A dollar, two bucks. Yeah, easy.
2: Okay. You can grade him for 16 bucks. Since he, I think, like, certain plays like that, I feel like veterans who, like, they're, who have the chance to take that next, next step to, like, superstar, superstar level, like, a guy like Jokic, you know, it's like, what are his, if his silvers are a dollar, you know, and you can grade him for 16, what does that sell for as, like, a PSA 10, low pop, I don't know, 30 to 50 bucks, maybe, as a PSA 10 maybe closer to 30 but i don't know like to me that's just interesting too like sometimes it's like- I, I
0: like to go a little higher so like i like that play but like i don't know like i like to like i was i have like i picked up uh an mb 2019 blue ice you know i don't know what i forget what i paid for that but like just a little bit more juice on there like 15 <laughs> 20 bucks so that way the card because i think the card like yeah if you saw that silver like i don't not everybody's buying that but like the the blue ice if that tends like that gets like almost everyone would want that card and a 10 you know
2: I agree blue ices are a great great card to send in I love the look of blue ice in general too like I love just picking random I mean they have to be good players but like pick like a good NFL pro bowler get their blue ice for a buck and you know send it in for 16 bucks it's like you know it'll be low pop if it tends like to me that's just like in a, a nice play to make I'll, I'll send you some pictures as i'm picking stuff up too I'll make yeah. sure I'm there's also
0: them. contenders too i don't you don't really i know that's not like you're pretty much you don't you don't do autos saying you're no. like this going after i don't blood.
2: like autos well i, I, look, I don't know i why. like patches i do like patches i do and I, I like i like brady patches that's like that's true that's my other play i really i really do like brady patches if anyone has any flawless brady to sell I am a buyer, only 2014, 2015, but please, I'm trying to find them. They're not easy to find. i um, been messaging some people who have pictures of them on eBay and stuff and haven't been getting anywhere. So, also a buyer on that. Um, and you see, they're also, so speaking of that, there's a Super Express special too with PSA this month. Any Super Express, not just 2022. You get a 100 bucks off every Super Express card. So, I'll actually do some live research here on air to see how much. That Damn, I, all this PSA, uh, okay. I didn't hear about any of this. So it went from $300. bucks. It is now 200 a card. The max value is 4999 So five grand max value on a $200 grading. But here would be my thinking, right? So the Express is $2,500 max grading for $150. Bucks. Now, it's still 5K max value when it's 300 bucks. To me, it's like, who would spend that 300? You know what I mean? Like, that's an interesting jump there. But the next you have is, I'm just curious of this, walkthrough, costs 600 a card, 10,000 max value. It goes all the way up to premium 10. This is the level with no upcharge, no max declared value. It's just called premium 10. There's premium one, premium two, premium three, premium five, and premium 10. Premium 10 is $10,000 to get your car graded, but okay. no upcharge. So that would, you have to have like a 52 manual or like, I don't even know, but like I, you might have to have like a Honus Wagner for that to be worth it because the premium five has a quarter million dollar max value. So your car would have to be easily more than a quarter million. So yeah, like the guy to, that
0: pulled the LeBron, like exquisite RPA. like Yeah, that's it like, would have, you have you
2: know, to be him. That's like the only person who would, use that service or like if you find like a Honus Wagner and like somebody's attic like one of those stories you read about or like you know an insane card like that like those would be the could you imagine 10,000 bucks to get a card grade like they literally need to grade it as soon as you hand it to them like you would it would have to be you're there you hand it to them they turn around they they turn back around hand you a slap
0: because I'm a sucker I think about hitting these big cards all the time like maybe not the Honus Wagner but like I imagine hitting you Know today, I thought I was hitting the Palo Black 101 this morning, so like, yeah, I just like, I'm always like, all right, like, I get on a plane, like, go to the breaker, go to the place <laughs> where they got it, like, take it right to Golden myself, or take you know, probably just because it's closer, have them deal with grading and uh, auction that sucker off as fast as I could and get the cash and run. Like, I don't, there's like no big hit, I couldn't, I couldn't fathom. Like, anyone, any top hit like that, I would just move right off at the nearest auction house.
2: But even the Palo Black 101, if, even if you hit that at a prism, that still wouldn't be premium 10 because it's nah. a quarter million max five. Like, so... That's a crazy thing to think about. No card out of either of the, you know, the Kenny Pickett one-on-one's not a quarter million. The LeBron one-on-one isn't going to be a quarter. The but Brady you can't
0: send is. it in for the $200 level either. So you got to do what? You Yeah, no, do- you
2: do premium, fi- you would do premium five. Well, you could do premium three. Premium three has $100,000 Max Declare value and is only $3,000 a card to send it in. That sucks. And even that has to be quick. I mean, like, and they better. I'm talking, you go to PSA, you get, you know, people greet you at the door with a smile. There might be snacks, beverages. I'll tell you, if you ever hit a card like that, you have to take me with you on the trip. I have to see <laughs> the process because you better be, I mean, you better be treated like kings. You're paying 10000 to get a card graded.
0: That is wild. Like,
2: I, just to lose like ten percent of the value on grading is like absurd. Have a third margin there. Think about it. It's not costing them any more. Maybe the only increased cost is like priority because they're gonna have to pull one of their expert graders off of the grading floor for a minute when he looks over that card. Because even with the high end, I don't think they're sitting there for hours examining. Maybe if it's like for authentication, if it's a Honus me, like,
0: but they're gonna argue like insurance, you know, like.
2: If you're there though, if how is their liability? You're handling. There's liability because
0: they're handling. Oh, they cards. could
2: just sure right. They they yeah, just like in general, it, like yeah.
0: they they if it's a million If I'm handling a, it, it's it might not be any more man hours, but if I'm handling a million dollar card versus a junk card, then like my liability is way off. You know, so there is some yeah, value to that, but like but uh,
2: ten grand. Yeah, does, I don't know how much does a plastic cost at yeah. fifty cents. How much does the guy's time right there. We see what they're paying. These guys, their ads are on Indeed or whatever. It's like 20 bucks an hour. So even if the guy looks at it for an hour, it's 20 bucks. Let's even say the plastic is two bucks, giving them the benefit of that 22 bucks. And it's like they're taking in 10 grand because of insurance. I'll tell you, that's one heck of a business. But I mean, again, how many times does somebody, I would think that there's a decent amount of times that people have to use premium three with a hundred thousand. Like if you're sending in like RPAs of to the top players, you almost have to use that one. Cause like, especially for dual service, like if it gets to 10, 10, they're going to tell you it's over a hundred grand. Like if it's the top rookies. So like, I bet there's a decent amount of people who use premium three. Cause think about all the huge cards that are pulled out of breaks. Like a lot of the true golds of the top guys have to go premium three. Cause The level below that is only 50 grand max value. So like you have to go the level above on like the top hits from the top products, which is interesting, which means a decent amount of people are paying that.
0: Yeah, that is wild. I couldn't imagine. Uh, At least at like release day, you, you know, you hope that they're like declared value on those cards. Like there's no comps. Maybe they would take, give it like, take, give it a break and like cut you a deal, like be, be, be pretty low on it. But, yeah, I I wanted to talk about one uh, play I made. Um, so Leaf had a release of 300 autographs. And uh, I jumped on this and bought it. And they were 50 bucks. And it was Pete Weber. And that, if you don't remember him, he was like probably the most famous bowler ever. And he he's famous for bowling a strike to win a tournament. And he turns to the camera and goes, um, who do you think you are i am oh
2: it's that guy
0: yeah so leaf released a product limited to 300 and uh he signs them you know pete weber and he inscribed who do you think you are i am to three and there's only 300 of them so I was on their website for 50 bucks i saw it on twitter it's like a surprise drop and somebody retweeted and said they bought one and i was like i was thinking about it and i was like yeah, this is a play. I'm just gonna do it. Oh. So I bought them, and then now they're selling for like over $200 on eBay. So a little little win for the boys there too. I'm gonna. I mean, I'm, I don't think I'm gonna keep it for the long haul, but it sounded good enough for me to own for 50 bucks, even if I have to. I think it sounds cool, and that's a that's a cool like funny sports moment. And uh, I don't know Harambe at one point that PSA ten sold for like a thousand dollars. So what? All, meme cards sell is my main point um and also like trust your instinct like I've been in the hobby for I don't have like a 20-year background but you know I'm really focused on it right it's my full-time job and I do a podcast and I'm on Instagram all the time and for the last three years really focused on it and like when you see a play like trust your instincts um especially when it's not a lot of risk like I feel like uh I've let too many of those go in the past and Like I was happy that I just like pulled the trigger and it ended up being like a nice little arbitrage play.
2: Hell yeah. That's that's awesome. That's an interesting and you know what? It almost feels like we're going back to that time. Cause like the time that the meme stuff was going crazy, that was during like the crypto NFT craze. And like I'm not a big NFT guy, but like, dude, like Bitcoin's up sixty seven percent over the last three months. Like I'm not kidding. Like I feel like plays like that might start to become because like the obvious like the last 18 months or I think almost all of 2022 stuff like that was kind of not picking up like it used to, but I think like that could start to happen again. It almost kind of is like you see stuff starting to run again. Like so things are getting weird again, you know, money's being printed again. Things are getting weird. It's a lot of money floating around. So I like that. That's interesting. And the, I've seen now that you mentioned that I know exactly who you're talking about.
0: Yeah, Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's just like, I mean no one watches the actual bowling but yeah that that quote is famous so i prefer, like there's other people that I know in the hobby that pay attention to those on demand drops a ton and are really on them I got to I think I'm going to try to stay more plugged into the leaf stuff the tops on the tops now um I saw Cards Max on Twitter he's kind of like everywhere but he uh, he he always buys the tops now stuff and he hit the 101 trout from the world baseball classic like you know just like you bought he only paid what everybody paid and like you know randomly they put in number of cards in the tops now stuff so um yeah i don't know the print on demand and like those kind of limited release stuff i think is the play and if you're already kind of on your computer all day anyway definitely something to like pay more attention to
2: yeah i've actually never done any research into that stuff at all like that's one being a hobby i've never got luckily that led me to missing out on tops project 2020 and all that craze because that ended up being a mess. <laughs> but like i still have about
1: 50 to 60 sitting in a box oh. in my uh in our spare oh. bedroom that you know we'll never see that money again but what are you gonna were know? they
0: how expensive were they at their peak
1: So they were so much they,
2: it was insane it was it just didn't make sense they were such garbage and they were so much, so many were printed and they were insane prices. Like Frank would probably know better than I would.
1: Yeah. So when I started buying them, I guess there was probably around 50 or 60 had already released. And by that time, the number like one, two, and three were going for like 500 to 600 to like a thousand dollars because only like 500 people bought the first one. And then by the time 50 rolled around, maybe 10,000 people were buying it. And all of a sudden, they would only drop them Monday through Thursday. So that weekend, whenever I saw it, I guess everyone else did too. Because that entire week, my dad and I bought 10 of each. It was $20 a card. But if you bought 10, it was 15 a card. So we bought 10 of each of like eight or nine different releases. And from that day on, there was no print run under $50,000, 50,000 cards for about, you know, three to four weeks. And we didn't get those cards in for about four to five months because not even Tops was expecting it to get that crazy. Oh. And, you know, it didn't hit any of the autograph ones, didn't hit any of the, you know, um, silver framed ones. And I could barely even sell them for five bucks a card at a card show now. So I'm losing $10 on each one at this point, um, I, I can't believe it took off and, and it crashed just as fast as it as it went up. They're pretty liquid on eBay, I will say. If you put them really? on eBay, they they sell
0: quick,
2: yes. Really? I never knew like, what are they selling for nowadays? Like they're like
0: 10, 15, 20 bucks, you know, depending on the player, especially the rookies, like because I've I've sold the uh bought I bought collections with them like and I sold like the O'Neill Cruise and you know all the different guys like cheap, you know, they they but they sell like quick, like I think I sold that one for like thirty bucks, the rookie one. I sold the trout one for ten or fifteen Acuna. They're all cool. They're cool looking cards, um, but yeah, they're not like they're not big. They're definitely not like huge plays, uh, but but liquid for sure.
2: That is, that's interesting. I honestly never knew that. Um, just a quick live NBA play and update at half. Raptors up eleven on the Bulls. That is interesting. I. I don't know. I don't know how the Bulls don't have a better team. Like, I think I love Levine. Like, I think Levine is so good. And, like, I've always thought he's so talented, but, like, it just, and he's, like, there's been times where he scores so many points, but it just, like, doesn't take, somehow, it just, no matter how flashy, he just doesn't take that. He's like Westbrook.
0: So. He's like, he's like, I don't know. He just doesn't equate to wins.
2: He has nine points at half. Whoa, Siakam, 20. Twenty points, five rebounds, three assists at the half. That's, that's how's great.
0: uh Precious Achua. I punted my <laughs> true NTRPA today. Finally,
2: uh, played six. He's at six minutes, two points. You sold yeah. it.
0: Yeah, you punted. Bad, bad play. This I is like that
2: terminology. This is, that's let's just, let's
0: let's get real honest here. Like, I think I paid that. Okay. Like, I want to say like 550, sold it for 200, just waxed, waxed on that. Um, yeah, he just, he got hurt and they just, you know, he didn't play a lot this year and I'm just kind of sick of it. And I also, this is a great reminder for everybody out there because the the taxman will come and get you on your eBay 1099. So, uh, you know, I sold a lot on eBay last year, so the taxman came and got me and, you know, I had, I got to sell some cards. So I, you know, I was happy to to move off of the Precious achula to prepare for old Mr. Pennsylvania coming out of my account this weekend. Um, but yeah, definitely keeping, I, I, I'm not sure if everyone kind of quite realizes that, that if you do get up a big 1099 for eBay, like it's going to come back. I did know it and I was, I am prepared for it, but it was still like shocking. Um And, you know, uh, I, I also like I tried to I did sports cards for the le- the better part of the end of 2022 for a living full time. So I was really funneling a lot yeah. to eBay. And uh, yeah, that came
1: back. That came back to get me. So um... <laughs> one thing on that, right, is if you're going to be into cards that much to where you're going to have, you know, at least five to 10 K in eBay sales, you know, cost 70 bucks to open up an LLC. It's It's free to get an eBay tax resale certificate, which means you don't have to pay sales tax on eBay. And then once you have your LLC, make a record of every single thing that you purchase, every single thing that you sell. And every time I drive to a card show, those miles get deducted from my sales. Every time I buy um, top loaders and team bags online, that gets deducted from your sales if you're on your phone for business a majority of the day a percentage of your phone bill gets deducted from your card sales so obviously i'm not an accountant don't take financial advice from me but you know talk to an accountant they can or just google it they can say, tell you a lot of ways to get your revenue number into a more manageable place so that that tax man doesn't come and take you know 30% of what you sold on ebay for the year definitely
0: yeah and i I definitely did that. The 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 thing, the problem with me in particular was that I was like also doing other business activities that couldn't, that didn't weren't as write offable, but I actually had tons of expenses because uh, I was like traveling a lot too. So yeah, but you're totally right. Definitely. I think if you don't have an LLC and you're going to, and you're getting into big in the cards, a hundred percent worth it because if you don't do that, then you can't you know, the thing like all this talk about writing things off is not real. So you have to, it has right. to actually be a business to write things off, You to, to keep that in mind. And then you can actually treat it like one. Otherwise you just get taxed on the income like a person, um, which is not what you want. Because the truth is, um, and this is kind of getting, we're going in the random like business kind of advice podcast. But the truth is that business owners don't actually pay their fair share in tax to the world. Uh, everyone should kind of realize that and know that. And it's like a real advantage to uh, people that own businesses. So you should consider that and maybe own one one day if you don't want to pay as much, ta- as many taxes as you do as an employee of companies.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's, I, I think, yeah, you do. I mean, that. I, I...
0: what do you <laughs> got to say about this time
2: I'm just thinking about the $16 special right now. In all honesty, no, but that's a good point. The sales tax thing is huge. I mean, think about how much money. Yeah, is. I love
0: that's a the the, the 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 resale to apply. Frank, did you do that? Did you apply for the resale uh, license to get
1: to remove the sales tax on your eBay purchases? Yeah, I have that for eBay. I have that for PWCC, um, but it, it just saves you so much, especially when you're. For a lot of cards that we sell, it's you're already on razor thin margins. When eBay is going to take 13 to 14 percent and whatnot takes 10 to 11 percent, so being able to save that seven percent of, of buying costs is definitely worth it. Yeah, for sure. And, That's a and great look, point. T-
2: taxes are on the way up; they're not on the way down. I mean, I'm not not to get listen, not to get the listen. We all we all know that
0: you you'd like to get political, so yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, but all right, so one other thing, so. 2022. We mentioned like Prism contenders a little bit. What do you think about like the cheaper, cheaper 2022 products? Like, would do you think there's anything to grade in Donruss? No. For 2022, nothing at all. Not even like Palo Base at 16
1: each. No. I would look at I would look at the laser, the retail parallels from Donruss. Those lasers that come out of hangers and blasters. I would probably be the only thing I grade out of that.
0: I would. About, do, I. I. I think it's. It's one of those cards. Like you might make. You could make a little bit of money on that, but liquidity matters, and like those won't move like you want them to. And if you don't move them on eBay, if you're trying to not move them on eBay, it's tough to find a buyer of Don Ross. Period. That's yes. been my
1: experience.
0: Like, I mean. You know, and if you don't pen it, it'll really be you're going to be cracking it out or selling it for like there's no premium on that type of card. The the this is what I found the lower end, like the nine gets no love, you know, like there's no appreciation for it being graded in a nine. Now, if you have like a Bowman Chrome autograph, the nine is appreciated. Someone's like, wow, they graded this for me. Thank you cause I want that card and it's real and liquid, but at like Don Ross, like the nine people are like, ah, it's worth a buck, you know? like that's Right.
2: Just- it is true. I mean, I think a lot of it is like, I appeal to like a chromium refractor card, like a silver, a numbered card looks better in a nine, but if it's like, like a junk card, like a Donruss card, the value in it is the PSA 10, like in a nice, like prism blue ice at a 99 PSA nine, like, A lot of the value is the nice eye appeal. The fact that it's serial numbered. you know, I think having the PSA nine is okay on a card like that. Not that, you know, not saying you're going to make money, but like, I think you brought up a good point. Yeah. but It's a much bigger gap between nine and 10 on the lower end stuff. Like,
0: yeah, I, I, I like contenders, like both contenders, football, basketball are out right now. Like, so that's, I'm looking at that stuff on eBay, scoping it out, looking for plays. Um You know, but I've been thinking about a lot, like I'm just trying to make sure that I'm going to do a lot of grading right now to be ready to go for the national. I won't be like set up probably, but, you know, I plan on being like a lot of trade nights there and doing a lot of grinding and trying to get some card stuff done and having fun. So I want to have, you know, ammunition going in and um, I want to have the right inventory combined with plenty of cash, too. So. Uh, I want to get stuff back even before the national to sell a little bit to have the cash and really kind of get the right stuff because I'm thinking that people I, football is really hot right now. I think people are really liking football cards and um, all these BS quarterbacks are going to be hot tonight. Nat- I I can't believe it, but people are going to be buying more Kenny Pickett, Malik Willis. Uh, they're going to be buying two San Francisco quarterbacks. People are going to be kind of like obsessed one other season with, uh, you know, who could be the next guy. Um, so, you know, I'll probably dabble a little bit in that, too. Maybe not those a couple of those names, but, you know, I'll try to have uh, some representation of that for the national um, and have some quarterback stuff.
2: What do you think the hype's gonna be at the national? What do you think like obviously this past one, I would say the hype was the quarterbacks, the young quarterbacks, like the last couple draft like what do you think this year it's gonna be
0: it's just gonna I think it's just gonna be people going nuts for um Trevor Lawrence and uh fields um you know whichever one doubles down and adds like a piece where people's heads explode like Oh my god, like I thought it was crazy when Fields had DJ Moore and whoever, but now they got you know, whoever it is, DeAndre Hopkins, and like right. people will just be like, oh, and like, you know, we gotta have his flawless, we gotta have his NT, and it'll go nuts. Um
2: so it sounds so. like you think it's gonna be football again and it won't shift to like basketball or anything else. No,
0: there's nothing no who there's no no storyline in basketball. that I can that is but besides LeBron if LeBron comes from the ashes and wins the freaking NBA finals this year he could take over the national like but that's about it other than that there isn't a storyline that really could dominate I mean maybe John Morant that could be a good comeback story but I don't know I don't think even like if say the Sixers won and B wins it that'll just be like you know, no one will be buying Embiid cards at the national, besides Sixers fans. So, um, yeah, I think basketball doesn't really have a chance to to dominate that, in my opinion. And it's going to be all about football and and just the the perception plays, like who who has improved the most and like has the most to gain. And um, you know, it's going to be I, I'm predicting it's between Fields and and uh, Trevor Lawrence.
2: Interesting. Okay, so you think it's kind of it's kind of similar to last year? I don't know. I I hope that some other sports mix in there. I think it kind of sucked having that as like the hype because it was like kind of like bullshit quarterbacks like Zach Wilson. And we stuff. also had
0: Judge last year too. I remember Judge was really hot at yeah, the National because he he had home. started the run of like his home runs and stuff. So I remember him having. There was some baseball hype around Judge. I bought one and made money even on the card that I bought at the National. Really? Yeah. Like I, I think I bought it for like four fifty at the national sold it um, for 800 at the, a dollar show a couple, couple months later. But, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know what, uh, what other sports could really have uh, the juice, maybe, maybe a baseball story.
2: Yeah, that, that's interesting. I mean, I hope it's I hope there's a baseball story. I hope there's a story for a lot more sports than just football. I don't know that was it was, it was kind of disappointing that like Zach Wilson and, and Trey Lance and, and like some of these guys like that wasn't like that was just hype to me it felt like a hype beast kind of thing like I feel like card vibes were kind of down at the National but like they're kind of up now so hopefully it's not the same as last year and maybe you're of right people.
0: maybe it'll be a low-grade vintage gold rush or something like that like the hobby learns um that happened i do remember like a year ago in the summer when baseball really gets going like people really are full baseball mode like the amount of like the the seriousness in which people only focused on vintage baseball was a lot different and um It was so easy to move that stuff. Like I, I, I bought like that 54 Aaron and just couldn't keep it. Like you know, someone immediately wanted to pay more for what I had bought. So, like I, I feel like that that could easily come back this summer and would almost make sense. I don't, but I just when I look at what people are picking up and what they're focused on, it just seems like it's going to be that same story. I think people are focused on that 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 liquid top name brand um, quarterback of the future play uh, to try to catch the lightning in the bottle and, and kind of play hot potato with it before the season. I, 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 I think it's going to happen again um, and just be that. And I don't, maybe there's nothing wrong with it. I don't, and I don't, it's just that some people want to play that game because when there's so many people trying to do this for a living, they're not comfortable with the slow steady growth they want spikes and they, they, the spikes and valleys are what they're living off of so it's kind of like a, a thing that we're going to live with as long as so many people are trying to do cards for a living um they're going to be investing in like those types of players because they because that stuff is volatile and that's where you make money
2: good point yeah i mean there's definitely you, a better higher upside higher downside obviously but um I think we got a decent amount in this episode. You know, main summary, I want to see as many people as possible. Probably love card show. Please come up, say hi. Um, thank you, Frank, for coming on. And that's been a great episode number 15, I believe. Yep, 15. Peace.
0: Yeah, see you, everybody.